Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Benazes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. So welcome, Daniele Mancuso, SAP Chief Product Management at Sparkle, to Executive at the Edge. Tell us some more about yourself and a little bit about Sparkle too. I think people are very interested in what yeah. Sparkle does. Thanks, Pascal. So my name is Daniele, as you said, you yeah. pronounce correctly. It, it, it's not trivial. <laughs> I'm 50 years old, originally from Sicily, mm, uh, nice. working in Sparkle, uh, wow, for a long time. Uh, having had an interesting career there, uh, started with uh, uh, submarine cables, uh, developed uh, the, the, the several skills in engineering. Uh, I, I arrived to be the um, executive vice president ICT, which meant, means uh, network planning, uh, engineering and information technology. And from a few years I moved to the product and I'm really excited about it because it's giving me another vision, uh, enlarged vision, not just technical, very much customer oriented. So, great stuff. And uh, what about Sparkle? What's, what's Sparkle do? Well, Sparkle is uh, the international uh, arm of Telecom Italia Group. We are a leading global service provider uh, that was incorporated back in 2003. Uh, we operate uh, a backbone uh, of around uh, 600,000 kilometers of fiber optic, where we developed uh, several services from the layer one connectivity. Uh, we are a tier one in IP transit all over the world. Um, uh, we are uh, having leading colocation hubs uh, where uh, we land some marine cables, uh, uh, of course, in Italy, but we recently built uh, in Israel. We are building in Panama. Uh, and then uh, from, uh, uh, of course, we are having a, a traditional wholesale voice and mobile, but from few years, uh, we are strategically focusing on providing uh, um, specific products to enterprises directly. So not just the traditional wholesaler, enterprise-oriented company. We launched SD1 uh, um, a few years ago, and we are enriching it with multi-vendor capabilities. And we have, I would say, a unique set of uh, co-management proposition. And this was one of the key drivers that let us enter into the magic quadrant for uh, global connectivity of Gartner this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Pascal. Um, again, for enterprises, we launched uh, a global IoT connectivity back in December 2021. We are developing an enterprise voice suite because voice is still a product to be really careful about, uh, and on enterprise, I'm sure there are still good margin. And last but not least, we are uh, uh, on the verge of launching uh, our first uh, SASE proposition. Nice. So now let me understand, there's Telecom Italia, yeah. that is the country operator, yeah. and Sparkle is a division of? No, Sparkle is, is independent a, a, a separate company. It's 100% owned by Telecom Italia, but it's having its own chief executive officer. Elisabetta Romano recently appointed chair of the GLF. Okay. Um, and we have, uh, I would say, a very lean and clean organization 
um, reporting to Elisabetta. So we have a chief technological officer that is, of course, responsible for <coughs> engineering all the infrastructures and then based on the requirements that my product team is putting in place, is developing all the infrastructure and architecture to, to, to provide the service to the end customers, being them wholesaler or enterprise. And you sell to enterprise globally or just in Italy or Europe no. or all over the world? Of course, uh, um, I mean, Sparkle is a very small company. We are all in all around 740 people all around the world. Uh, clearly, we cannot sell globally without boundaries. We have a strong focus in Europe. We have a strong focus in Latin America. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, in Latin America, basically, uh, we have a strong focus for several reasons. One of them is that in the group, we have Team Brazil that is one of the leading mobile operators there. Mm. Uh, in Brazil, Sparkle itself is having uh, 14 points of presence, uh, proprietary points of presence. Um, and then in Latin America, we are the number one uh, um, IP transit provider. So of course, we leverage uh, on the wholesale capabilities uh, to offer also to enterprises. But we have a strong presence also in Middle East. Uh, and one thing to mention specifically for SD1, uh, it's Greece, where we have our own operating company with the full stack of capabilities. And just in Greece, I would say we have more than 500 uh, SD1 sites uh, already operating. Wow. Okay. Well, tell us more then, SD1. Is that you see that as the up and coming area and with movement to SASE? Yeah. You say you're going to go to SASE. Tell us how, how, how Sparkle is. Uh, how do you see the SD1 market and what do you think about it? Uh, definitely growing. Definitely, um, in, in general, the overlay is uh, the next big thing that is not so much next, but it's the present big thing. Um, of course, uh, SD1 is as efficient as you can have a set of underlays that are fully certified, fully guaranteed. Uh, we operate as the one on top of uh, our backbone, on top of our MPLS links, but clearly the, the trend is to move uh, drastically to internet connectivity. For access, you mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So for internet access, of course, Sparkle coming as a wholesaler, we don't have uh, access networks. Yeah. So we cooperate a lot uh, with, uh, um, with the domestic suppliers. Yeah. We buy from them. And that's why it's critical for us that Sonata will uh, introduce uh, the internet payload uh, um, and, 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 and that many access providers will implement Sonata for internet access so that we can buy from them in an automated fashion. Ah, because uh, now Sonata, just for the listeners, Sonata is the automation east-west APIs yes. between providers. So yeah. you have customers and you suddenly need access from around the planet or wherever your yeah. customers need it. Yeah. And through Sonata, the automation APIs, you can get a price quote, order it, and so absolutely, on, absolutely. and operate these underlays that you don't really own, no. but to your customers, you are expected to manage it and yeah. operate it. Of course, we provide also uh, dedicated internet access through our Seabon IP network. Okay. But depending on the range of enterprise that you are targeting, not everybody wants to buy direct internet access. Not everybody is ready to pay for a 10 gig connection. Yeah. So in case you, um, the customer wants to operate a broadband and we have uh, tons of, uh, 
of those kind of connection, especially I would say for enterprises coming from the retail space, um, particularly on the fashion, when you need to operate a shop, a broadband connection is more than enough. And if you operate an, efficiency over, an efficient overlay, they are happy about it. So, so that's the trend now, right? Underlay, yeah. overlay. Absolutely. Uh, bundled together as this kind of intelligent WAN. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your underlay is MP-less or carry Ethernet or 5G. Internet or 5G, fixed wireless. Whatever it is. Whatever it doesn't care because these, this overlay is supposed to be very highly intelligent, classifying applications for you, and then delivering the predictive outcomes that you've assigned as policy. Absolutely. And then it tries to do its best in every way possible and uh, so tell us more about your SD-WAN experience and what do you think is going to happen now as the WAN transforms with this overlay underlay? Well, so uh, as, I, I was, as I was saying, we started uh, in Greece operating uh, with, uh, with a partner there. Uh, that's where we have really uh, our biggest install base. Um, then we started with Fortinet technology because our partner was uh, happy to use that technology, but we are moving now towards um, other technologies. For the global uh, uh, proposition, uh, we are basically today able to sell and operate uh, uh, Fortinet, we are able uh, to operate uh, Silverpeak, we are able to operate uh, Meraki, but we decided to invest strongly on two main propositions based on Viptela and VeloCloud. Okay. In that case, uh, we uh, invested also in partner gateways, so we operate a network that is mixed between Sparkle Pops equipped with the VeloCloud partner gateways, and then we can rely also on VeloCloud points of presence. So in this way, we are able to cover basically the planet. Now, interesting, I just you know, had did a podcast with Craig yeah. from, uh, from VMware. Fellow Cloud. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we keep getting an interest here is that we're looking at Sonata East to West APIs for underlays, but can it be used to provision yourself on a horizontal integration model where the POP is operated by VMware Fellow Cloud? Yeah. And then you basically commercially ask for it through the co location uh, of the commercial and operational capabilities through the API. Yeah. Is, there, is that what you're seeing as a potential? You know, instead of vertically integrating all that stuff in your pops, you can just attach to their cloud, and hopefully their cloud is very closely to where your pops are and your customers. Yeah, we had an interesting conversation with Craig in the past weeks, and uh, I think this is one area of exploration that we really need to, to, to tackle into. Um, I don't think that an enterprise customer will ever buy a, a one network, an SD1 network from a service provider via Cantata API. But definitely the use case that you are mentioning, integrating via Sonata between a telecom service provider and an SD1 or SASE service provider is something extremely interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Because there is a lot of uh, <coughs> dynamic uh, uh, activities that have to be done, especially when customers are already having their own network, but they are asking change management. So maybe you want to provide a better latency, and instead of uh, um, uh, using your points of presence, you want to connect with VeloCloud. So in that case, uh, instead of entering a discussion, sending emails, you simply activate a Sonata flow. And yeah, for every 10 inch, you just activate it and you turn it up for the pop. Absolutely. To, to, to and also, I mean, let's, let's be clear. Telecom providers, service providers are 
telecom service providers. We are focused on connectivity. Now, the world today is evolving uh, to a set of digital services uh, where connectivity is, of course, uh, the core, but there are a, a, a broad range of capabilities uh, that are beyond the telecom pure space. Mm -hmm. uh, we are talking about cloud, we're talking about edge services, edge computing, we're talking about IoT, we're talking about security. Does uh, a carrier like Sparkle with 730 people, is Sparkle really keen on investing in all these layers? Is it really feasible? Is it worth? Yeah, to do the vertical integration. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. And if we would take this, uh, this path, probably we would never succeed. So what I see and is what we discuss usually at MEF is that <clears throat> we can integrate with those vertical services with a lot of <clears throat> special service providers, VeloCloud being one of them, in a kind of horizontal integration using the same east-west capabilities that we have developed and we have in production already to buy connectivity from peers. Mm -hmm. But instead of buying from another telecom service provider, we buy from a cloud provider, we buy from a SASE provider. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is the model where the industry should really go. The, the, the target is there. Yeah, now this Sonata interlude, these East-West APIs, they yeah. do things like, you know, for an address, you can look up a, uh, what products are available, you can get a price quote, you can order yeah. all that, but then you can also activate the service, test the service. Absolutely. You can get performance testing, we're now all working on and so on. Finally, fault isolation and then trouble ticketing and then finally invoicing and settlement. Now, you've been involved, uh, so it's a pretty co comprehensive life cycle. It's life cycle. Yeah, full and life cycle end. of the APIs. But the APIs, which are very interesting, can cover more than just internet and carry Ethernet bandwidth. Definitely. They could also have a schema that says for Velo Clouds or VMware's SD-WAN or SASE service definition, they can put that schema on those APIs. Yeah. And then you can activate the services and provision according to VeloClouds and VMware's Absolutely. Uh, uh, services. By the way, this is also, in my opinion, activating a virtuous cycle, because of course those providers, at the end of the day, are also buying connectivity. Now, if they have to buy connectivity, and they have Sonata implemented with us, they can buy connectivity from us via Sonata. Yeah, exactly. So it's really a virtuous cycle. Yeah. That is the real business automation that we are looking at. Yeah, and so it's truly a supply chain and you can literally uh, horizontally integrate rapidly to partners yeah. who implement the Sonata Interlude yeah. uh, and just have to look at their schema set. Absolutely. And the way that MEF has done it um, allows that to be very transparent and very fast. Yeah. Uh, especially with this idea of, we won't get it technically, but dynamic and, and static binding. But the other thing you also was mentioning, we'll get to IoT in a second, but you were also talking about the blockchain. Can you yeah. You've been very much involved in this uh, integrated trust network right. that MEF's working on with the blockchain and digital IDs. Can you talk a little bit about right. that? Yeah. I, mean, I think people are very interested in this whole idea. Yeah, definitely. Sparkle is one of the founders of uh, the integrated trust network. Basically, we are aiming, as we said, uh, to a world that is fully automated. But <clears throat> the real automation is not finishing at ordering. You mentioned the... Um, uh, the, 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 the assurance, uh, but definitely there is a part that is billing and settlement. Yes. So that is already one of the pain points of the industry. And 
we commonly agreed that distributed ledger technology is probably the key to solve this kind of topics. Now, <clears throat> already from few years, in the industry telco, there are organizations that are addressing specifically the topic of uh, um, billing and settlement between telecom operators. Uh, what we are doing in Sparkle and within MEF is uh, to broaden a little bit this horizon. Because we, already, we just finished to say that the supply chain is not just between telecom providers. Yes, exactly. It's first of all starting from the enterprise yeah. that is buying a service from the telecom provider and wants it to be built. To be built without, uh, um, without settlement, manual settlement issues, you need to develop uh, uh, something that is trustable by all the parties in the supply yes, chain. Yes, exactly. And something that is trustable between all the parties, being it the enterprise, the telecom provider, the, the SASE provider, or any other entity, you need to have a distributed intelligence. Only the distributed ledger technology allows all the parties to be sure that no subject in the chain is doing a mismatch or is compromising the records or is doing uh, uh, malicious artifacts within the billing statements. So <clears throat> we started this, uh, um, this cooperation between uh, the MEF and the MOBI Association. The first use case that we are tackling is the Mobility One, where uh, uh, I mean, the industry is really va valuable uh, in terms of uh, financials, but basically the ITN is valid for any use case that required um, digital identities, verifiable credential, and solving the billing and settlement automation. Yeah, problem. as one use case. Absolutely. But it could be many other use cases. It could be all the yeah. use cases. That and normally Web3.0 is really emerging fast, all based on DLTs and blockchain, yeah. obviously. And, um, and you know, decentralized ID DIDs and verified credentials are a critical aspect of that. And then all these decentralized applications like billing settlement and so yeah. on. But tell us, um, you know, with the remaining time we have left, the IoT. Yeah. Uh, everybody's very interested in IoT. What, what exactly are you doing with IoT? Well, uh, uh, again, we are a telecom provider. So essentially, we are uh, an entity that provides connectivity or that allows connectivity between uh, humans between the enterprises, and now we allow it between things, things that are dispersed worldwide. Typically, <clears throat> uh, we are talking about the automotive sectors, but uh, not only that, uh, we are talking about, uh, for example, smart ports. You, you can't believe, uh, we are studying now these, this use case, you can't believe how many sensors and actuators there are within one harbor. Uh, smart cranes. Uh, oh, really? It, it's something unbelievable, wow. Pascal. First of all, we are learning a lot. So product or not product, it's something that is enriching my cultural uh, bagage. And, and I, I, I'm grateful for Sparkle for this opportunity. But uh, <clears throat> again, uh, when you talk about uh, containers that are shipped uh, from uh, one part of the world to another part of the world, uh, when you talk about agriculture, there is the need of monitor devices that are not physically connected to the world. Right. So what Sparkle does, Sparkle, uh, uh, first of all, um, became an MVNO. It means that a global MVNO. Yeah. It means that we have our own SIM cards, either physical 
or virtual, okay. so embedded into chipset, the eSIM, e yeah. where there is a Sparkle profile, and this Sparkle profile, through roaming agreements or sponsor networks that are contracted by Sparkle, allow a device that is configured with this eSIM to be able to connect to any 4G or 5G network around the world to any local operator. So if a container is shipped from China to the US and the ship is stopping in, I don't know, Dubai, South Africa, the container can connect to the local network and advertise, hey, I'm here, the temperature is this, the door is closed, I'm going back to sleep. Uh, that's one use case. Uh, and again, it's not just shipment, it's automotive. Every car today is equipped with an eSIM. And in the ITN, we are discussing with our friends of Mobi the cases that not only cars will be equipped with eSIM, but the disaggregated car will be equipped with intelligence, with uh, probably with an eSIM, and therefore it will, need, uh, it will need an identity. So you understand that global IoT connectivity is going to be also a use case of the integrated trust network, because we are going to provide to all devices, not only the SIM, but also a digital identity mm -hmm. and verifiable credential, so that when the container is calling home, Home is sure that that container is that container. There is no manipulation in the middle. Yes, yes. Now it uses just the IP fabric when it calls, exactly. right? But it calls to this well-known uh, analytics engine where it drops off its telemetry data somewhere in the cloud. Yeah. And so it reaches the cloud where the analytics it, delivers the telemetry and goes to sleep. Yes. But it has to be, what you're saying is it just, the analytics itself can't trust just anything and has to say, hey, I'm the ship, exactly. and I, oh, that I, makes I am sense. that ship. I am that ship. I am that and ship. And therefore I can now trust it. That's interesting, very, yes. very good use case. Yes. That makes total sense. And But the eSIM is not enough for an identity. The eSIM is not enough. There are specific standards, so you need to build something on top. And <clears throat> we are also discussing the case that uh, devices that are equipped with, with the eSIM uh, might need to activate uh, spot uh, security services. Think about uh, uh, the electrical battery of a vehicle. Now we are talking about disaggregated vehicles. So each piece of an electrical vehicle will have its own onboard intelligence. So we are studying another use case that is when the electrical battery is attached to the uh, charging station, uh, the electrical battery, since it's having its unique identifier, can activate uh, a SASE session to the manufacturer to receive a new firmware. Oh, uh, yes, and you want to make sure it's secure. You want to make sure that yes. this transaction is secure. Yeah. You want to make sure that that specific battery is the one requesting that specific version of the firmware. So that transaction needs to be secure, but that the elements that are talking each other must be identifiable without any doubt. Yeah, that's really really interesting use because why Web 3.0 is becoming predominant. Exactly. And it's become a decentralized IDs, exactly. DIDs. And then on the DIDs, you have verified credentials, which are claims that, you, that 
basically the device decides what claims it wants to present at the time of its ID presentation. Exactly, and right? that, that is just the beginning. We imagine uh, the new telco evolution with the Web3 where we can basically tokenize telecom assets yeah. and commercialize them through the Web3 technology. But that's that's another discussion. That's another discussion for another <laughs> yeah. podcast. Well, we definitely have to do that because that's very interesting. The yeah. tokenization and this whole you know digital transformation era and all the use cases are very fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's a very interesting time for telecom operators to intersect the demands, which I, which I said in you know in the past, it's new revenue. Absolutely. It's brand new revenue. It's not redirecting old telecom revenue. Exactly. It's brand new revenue for the telecom that's up to for grabs, then everybody can grab it. And you see this is a real case of transformation. You are talking with the chief product manager of a company that was known to build submarine cables. But look how many things we have discussed in these few minutes. Absolutely. And you know, congratulations, Daniele. You've, you. you've been an absolutely incredible asset uh, to the industry. And uh, congratulations to all your great impact you're doing. So thank you so much for Likewise, doing this Likewise, Pascal. Podcast. Thank you.